and welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of geothermal farmers with way too many board games. I'm Tom, and I'm joined by... Justin. Adam. And Debbie. And today, as Adam has been going through the tabletop simulator workshop trying to find the most Euro of Euros, we have for you today a playthrough <laughs> of, what is it, Rec? Re- Rake? Rakeholt? Rakeholt? Yeah, Rake-holt? yeah Rakeholt? Reichholt? Reichholt? Uh, mm, Reichholt? Pronunciation? Reichholt. I, sh- I really should have looked this up before. This is this is when we c- we go to... I know it's not Reykjavik. Well, how, how do you pronounce <laughs> that name? What, Re- Reykjavik? Re- Reykjavik? That would be the capital, but I don't know how to pronounce... Is it? Yeah, but it's it's the same Re- sort of... Reykholt, maybe? Yeah. Here, hold on. Hold on, we have... Man, we are good at this. How to pronounce this? I just Googled it. It's fine. It's fine. I guess, yeah. Reykholt. 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 Like Reykjavik. Yeah, Reykholt. 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 Yes. That. Reykholt. Yeah. It's a game. It's a game. I'm not going to... It's... it's, I've I've fucked it up already. It's fine. We're just going to roll on. (laughs) I'm not from Iceland. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's fine. Most people aren't. (laughs) That's true. Most people are not from Iceland. Um, So this uh, game is a game by uh, Uwe Rosenberg, which I've probably also butchered from 2018. And it is a game about uh, farming in Iceland, which, as you can imagine, might be a little bit tough. Uh, So, uh, Adam, you have the the old... uh, board game geek uh description back of the box there. back yes, quote, yes. Quote, back of the box because i don't think anyone actually has this one it was again uh, a covid19 specialty because uh we can't play together so here we go go for it growing tomatoes lettuce or carrots on iceland what an absurd idea but still whoever had that idea was a genius geothermal energy on the island allows you to cultivate the most unexpected fruits and vegetables an oddity that no tourist would want to miss you are not the only farmer in Reichholt who is looking to make a fortune out of this, however, so you better be quick. The tourist season in Reichholt is short, and there are more people coming every year. Make use of the right people, and having the right vegetables at the right time in Reichholt will give you the advantage you need to win the race. Yeah, I really love the idea of carrots being an oddity. <laughs> I don't know, man. They seem like one of the hardiest goddamn things on the planet. I I can't imagine a place that can't grow them, but here we are, I guess. I feel like maybe Justin might have Googled that. Is it really that hard to grow things? Well, in Iceland. Uh, Iceland <laughs> well, now uh, that you one, of the hard, it. one of the highest recorded temperatures was 30 degrees Celsius in Iceland. And uh, it uh, primarily, no, there, there are no forests on Iceland. It's it's mostly a big volcanic rock. So I, I don't really know how, uh, how much arable land there is for just regular old farming. But huh. with over 125 volcanic mountains, it has a plethora of a geothermal energy. Hence, all the uh, uh, greenhouses. Yeah. So you need greenhouses to grow anything, which probably tells you <laughs> that there's no there's no land here to actually farm. Uh, so uh, for my like super shitty explanation of how this game works, here we go. Buckle up. Um, <laughs> so uh, when you set up the game, you're going to have one central board, which has all of the uh, all of the actions that you can take throughout the game. Uh, there's two sides. So there's a one to two player side. And there's the three to four player side. I don't know what the one to two player side was because we had four people and I didn't do that much research. Um, so you got your board. Everybody gets three uh, farmers, farmer tokens, farmer discs in your color, as well as you get a, like, I don't know, handy thing telling you what the phases are, although it didn't really, you know, enlighten me at all. And off to the side, you're going to have your, uh, tomatoes, which are the, the most common vegetable, uh, you've got lettuce tokens which are the next rarity up you've got mushrooms and then cauliflower Ooh, yum yum cauliflower and carrots gross yeah gross <laughs> i hate cauliflower too um, cauliflower is is the worst vegetable like uh, change my mind you know no, it just smells funny it's terrible oh but until <laughs> so you cook it yeah you, you know you know what cauliflower is really good with it is really oh, good with the trash can you just put it right in the trash can out to the curb Best cauliflower you've ever had in your life. And somewhere uh, on your table, you're going to be setting up your greenhouses. So you've got uh, you've got like greenhouses that hold different amounts of vegetables, and they are going to also be able to. Uh, how do I put this? Like certain sizes of greenhouses can hold better and 
and better vegetables. So in general, the smaller the greenhouse, the more rare of vegetables you can have. So like the the size three greenhouse can hold carrots. The size four greenhouse cannot hold carrots, but it can hold everything else and then so on and so forth. And there's also like a stack of random greenhouses. So like if you get to pick like a greenhouse, then you can take it off of any stack you want unless otherwise specified. And then there's like the grab bag random pile, which I think is, I'm not entirely sure. I think I only grabbed stuff out of there once, so I don't know exactly what the strategic benefit of that is, other than it's uh, it's sort of just a just another another stack that has uh, varying varying sizes of greenhouses on them. Um, anyway, so the the next thing you're going to set up on the board is like little wine bottles, and those are going to be essentially your points, because the way this game works is that you're not going for points; you're actually going to try to be the person that's furthest along this track. And the way you get up the track is by spending vegetables. And you get vegetables by growing them and getting them through the actions. And basically, you're, you're, the way I understood it is that you're spending these vegetables in a way that you're kind of like having a, like a big market, but for tourists. And that's the whole point is that you're not actually eating these vegetables. You're just like, hey, check this out. I grew some carrots. <laughs> Love it. I love it. And as you go up this track, you so it like the first space is like a tomato, and the next space you have to spend a a lettuce, and the next space is a mushroom. The space after that is cauliflower, and then a carrot. So you always need that that order. So it's always like you need a number of tomatoes, a number of lettuce, a number of mushrooms, a number of cauliflower, and a number number of carrots. And, and, And it will get higher and higher as you go up. So you need to build your engine up, your geothermal engine up to make more and more vegetables and not get stopped up too much along the way. Um, So the game is split up into seven rounds and each round has four phases to it. The first phase is where you put your stuff down on the board and you get to do the action. So there's like four columns worth of these things and there's there's like six rows of things you can do. And there are some restrictions on where you can go, like you can't go on top of each other. There are some spaces that are marked so that you can't go on other similarly marked spaces if you've already used one of those. And basically you go in... uh, clockwise order so the usual order around the table putting your farmers down and doing the action so it can vary from things like grab a tomato to like discard a carrot and get a greenhouse and then also seed and then also harvest that kind of thing the way you do the seeding is that if you have a item in your in your supply you can seed that into your greenhouse as long as the greenhouse is empty and when you seed something like a carrot for instance you take that carrot that you have from your supply and you fill the entire greenhouse with it and anytime it says harvest you basically get to take um you get to take a vegetable out of one of your greenhouses and add it back into your supply uh one of the little one of the little rules there is unless it specifies like if you get to harvest more than once you have to take it from different greenhouses um and and i mean they're not that much more complicated in terms of the rules you basically go around through the first phase just putting your guys down and doing stuff Uh, The second phase is the harvest phase, so everybody gets to take one thing out of each of their greenhouses and put it into their supply. And then there's, what is it, the tourist phase, where you spend your goods in order to put them out on the table and be like, yo, check it out, lettuce. And then uh, going up the track and basically trying to do this in in sort of like a race. It's kind of interesting because like it goes from the person who... furthest ahead does all their stuff and then and then it goes back so the person who's last on the buffet tables is the last person to do their thing but anytime that they get to a space that they have to share with somebody they actually go in front so it's kind of this interesting like tiebreaker mechanic where if you and someone else are in around the same area and if you go after them but you manage to get to the same spot that they are then you can actually win like it's it's just how they sort of determine determine the ties in that scenario. Um, and then there's the what the what was it the homecoming where everybody just like packs up their veggies and goes home and that's essentially cleanup. Um, you 
turn the you turn the page on the on that on that season or that uh that market season i'm not entirely sure what that was is it a week or something i'm not i'm not sure not sure and you do like seven of those and then whoever is at the like furthest along the tables gets to be the winner and yeah that's i don't know if i missed too much like all the spaces are different so there's lots of different things going on like there are spaces where you can discard greenhouses to do things and some of them have multiple actions some of them are and and or and there's a lot of variety in there for it having uh only only like 24 spaces or whatever uh did i miss anything i think you covered it all no i don't think so oh right the service cards i forgot about the service cards oh, right. oh yes I didn't use yeah, those. Yeah, so there are two <laughs> there are two spaces on the board that let you uh that let you manipulate these service cards. And they are essentially like uh special bonuses that I think change depending on which game you're in. So you can randomize these up. But they're basically like uh they're either ongoing bonuses or they are one-shot bonuses. So one of them I think was something along the lines of harvest two out of every one of your greenhouses but this turn only. Um and so you can use your guys to pick these things up and they get to sit in front of you. If you're playing a three to four player game, there's another space on the board that lets you share somebody else's card with you. So if the person to your left or your right happens to have a service card and it hasn't been shared yet, and you think, man, I wish I'd gotten that. Well, guess what? You can, because you can go and you can take the share action and you can say, let's be friends. And then the person will take that and they will put it between you two, and then you'll get that, you'll get that bonus too. Um, so yeah, that's kind of interesting. You know, it's, it's, uh, I don't really know how it works thematically, but it was kind of cool, you know, and it's, and it's worth mentioning because those can be fairly powerful. Like I had one where every time I seeded, I would also get to harvest one. So, you know, that helps because you can like turf your one carrot into your greenhouse seeded around and then immediately pull a carrot up which you can use for other actions or just to throw onto your buffet table later in the in the in the tourist thing because again you only get to pull up one thing from each greenhouse during your normal uh harvesting phase uh so i think that's pretty much it any more any more facts about iceland you'd like to share justin well boy howdy (laughs) jeez oh no we've opened pandora's box (laughs) I, I forgot. Actually. It's kind of sad how excited you're getting. <laughs> what? It's a. Uh, I, I, I don't. I, I actually forgot entirely what fun facts I've already a uh, listed. I, I will note that mosquitoes do not exist in Iceland. Oh, I'm, I'm in. moving. Right. See you later. Hold on. So <laughs> yeah. it only gets up to 30 degrees ever. Yeah, that is that is the highest recorded temperature was 30 degrees in 1939. Oh man, man! It's like Tom's oh, wet this dream. This sounds great, and no mosquitoes. Maybe, maybe my wife would even want to go there. She fucking hates mosquitoes, and they have so much excess geothermal hot water that they actually pipe it into Reykjavik, so that there's there's a cold water tap and a hot water tap from the uh, excess heat. So there's no water heater. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. I was like, so, Justin, Tom, yeah. we. I also have a hot water tap. Oh, I don't yes. know. <laughs> so there's no hot water heater, and it also heats your home. So if you want to cool down your house, you just open a window. So that 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 must also like they must also run on hydronic heating then, as opposed to forced air like we do in like there wouldn't be a furnace. There would be like like it would run like you would heat your home using the hot water. More than likely, or you would have a, an electrical heater. That's excellent, man. The only downside um because uh debbie's brother has been to iceland and he came back with this little tidbit of trivia is that a pint of beer was something like 16 dollars over there really well not uh, not groceries in general i think are quite expensive you need to start doing some greenhouse farming well apparently (laughs) of the hops well did you know can you imagine that beer was actually illegal in iceland until 1989 (laughs) (laughs) what what is this (laughs) then they realize like wait beer's like 20 dollars. we could tax this boom seriously mm-hmm. yeah they're like i don't understand why there's like no microbreweries out there there might be oh i'm sure there are i'm just i'm it's probably you know still expensive well, i want to point out that they they weren't exactly we weren't exactly geothermal uh farming wheat i mean 
That's true. Wheat is, I think, hard to harvest greenhouse style. It's a it's a tricky wicket. I feel like if you were if you were able to actually farm hops there, my brother probably would have moved there by now. Mm. I think you need more than just hops to be able to make beer. Barley. <laughs> true i don't know <laughs> comes out of this fancy little fridge in his garage yeah but your brother is anyway we won't get into it but you, that's that's another you, story you don't you don't need that stanky weed to be able to make beer just the beer he likes yeah, I, I, it tastes mm, like i got nothing. socks socks man socks hot socks uh gross this is also the first you rosenberg game i've ever played You've never Shut played Agricola up. or Caverna or no. or Bonanza Patchwork? No. Or, <laughs> wow. Yeah, you huh. finally managed to get me to play a, a U Rosenberg game. You snuck it in there. And you liked it? It was enjoyable. <laughs> wow. I'm so impressed right now. I, I, yeah. I, I know I've seen a lot of his games like Caverna and Agricola. I know about them, but I've never actually played one. You're just familiar of their existence? Yeah. 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 They're the games about farming. That's yeah. yes, that that does seem to be the theme, or at least food. I am completely dumbfounded. So, what did you think, Justin? Uh, you know what? I was, uh, I'll be honest, when he first told me of this game that we were about to play, I was not, you know, immediately enthused. Uh, <laughs> it seemed, it what? did seem, it did seem maybe a little, uh, a little dry. I wasn't really sure what a game about greenhouse farming in Iceland uh, was going to be like, but it was actually quite, quite, quite good. I, I enjoyed it. I, I think what I liked the most was that there were no VPs or secret objectives or the usual kind of Euro thing. Uh, it was just a straight race. Uh, and once we got at least a turn in, uh, it was pretty easy to understand. Uh, maybe not, it didn't seem like it was not easy to like know exactly how to win, but the general mechanics were fairly simple. Um, yeah, no, it, it was, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, it had a nice little bit of depth. I think the only thing that I found a little lackluster was, uh, a lot of the worker placement squares kind of felt meh. There were a few that uh, were kind of, you know, just either just straight better, which I think is fine. You know, it's, you know, do you go there first or do you go for this one first? It's nice to have a few that are kind of better to have a little bit of, you know, competition. But some just kind of felt like, why would you ever put a worker there? There's no point. It just sucks. Uh, it didn't seem like, uh, I don't know. I, I like a game with like that has a nice, clear, like alternative strategy that you can go after. And this one seemed like a game that there was a definite best way to do things. It just might take you a few games to learn what it is yeah i think i i think i had a similar a similar experience like it was it felt it felt a lot like a lot of the other like other uve rosenberg uh farming games to me where you know there's a lot of complexity in making your guys do the work so that you can get the most out of them what i really liked about it was again like you said there's no victory points you don't have to worry about counting up all this stuff uh, there's no, there's no having to worry about like your, you know, people starving or whatever, which is something that he likes to throw <laughs> into a lot of his older games. You know, a lot of them are really complicated. Like you have to, like in Agricola, you have to farm your, farm your stuff. And there's rules for what happens if you have multiple sheep in the same pen and you got to feed your people or you get negative points. And then there's also like occupations you can have. And I think I appreciate how this stripped all that away in a in a way that it was just basically like you know you you have a, a more clear understanding of this is what what you're trying to do you're trying to advance yourself up the track there's a few surprises here and there you're like oh okay so this is how it works after after a little while and it wasn't it, it's not it's definitely not as complicated as some of those other games which i think is definitely a, a plus if you especially if you're newer to euro games this might be one that you're can be like a step up to something more complicated like agricola i think this took us a about an hour and a half to play which is pretty good for you know dry games about farming uh so it was uh you know in in wow. in those respects i think this was a this was a pretty good a pretty good entry in the whole like uh worker placement or i guess what did you call it the one time because you hate that word worker oh. i was like uh person management uh i'm not sure no i don't know if i said i hated that word i just uh thought it was a very strategic placement i think is what you called it okay it's i i thought it was a very 
very uh it's a very boring term at the end of the day for me this is like this is kind of not my not my wheelhouse it was definitely enjoyable and like after i mean after seven rounds i was still kind of baffled as to what i was supposed to be doing because (laughs) there was no like because i didn't feel like there was much of a like you said the some of the squares were like okay well i i do this and i get two things or i concede or i can like do this other thing that i discard a bunch of stuff and then advance and they all felt a little you know i kind of was wondering what the point was and none of them really seemed to be building up to anything other than just you know trying my best to get vegetables um and i guess that's kind of the point is all you're trying to do is get vegetables uh but it it did feel like like i'm i'm missing some of the complexity of some of those harder games like it it was enough to get the the gears turning in a way that was satisfying for a game that I think would probably only last about an hour in real life, but I feel like I was missing some of the more, uh, the crunchier aspects of some of the more complex games. And, uh, and I really think that we were missing out on being able to fiddle around with the pieces. Cause like, man, that tabletop simulator mod was an absolute tire fire. <laughs> oh, we got it working. Oh my God. That thing was so bad though. And it was, it was like bad in a way, like there was nothing to help us out in a way that it actually felt like it was three times longer to do any action that we would have done in real life. It was just, it was so bafflingly difficult, like trying yeah. to pull out, pull out like eight things from the mushroom. That's like <laughs> one, two, three, And then you got to put them in the little spots on the farm. Oh, you got to put them on the boop, spots on the farm boop. so that everything lines up. Oh, it's just such, oh my God. It was just like, it was like the most fiddly nonsense. That's why I'm never going to play like fucking Warhammer or something on that thing. Holy shit. That would just be awful. Think of the savings, though. That's true. You could save $1,000 by playing it on tabletop. (laughs) Easily. Uh, Anyway, um, yeah, I don't think I have too much to add other than that. You know, it was good. It was good, but like, I don't know, farming. It's farming. Farming. Yeah. I didn't really feel like there was a lot going on that made it feel like uh, Iceland, I guess. You know, I don't feel like I learned anything other than growing carrots is hard. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, there there was nothing that seemed definitively Icelandic. It could have been a greenhouse anywhere i don't know but whatever <laughs> <laughs> the art was nice yeah that the art, the art was good I, the farmers looked particularly uh i don't know enthused yeah like they were really <laughs> they, not happy to be there i don't I, are you sure they look super jazzed to be doing some i don't know greenhousing it's you know Apparently, it's a big um, tourist event to have a bunch of carrots on a table. <laughs> it's very touristy, apparently. Uh, th- th- yeah, this this game is like Uve being Uve. Like it's this is just his. This has his stamp all over it. Um, it's it's it just just like they said, right? It's it's farming. Um, the the theme is not is not you know really deep or crazy or anything like that. You're we're not talking about like mechs rolling around scrapping it out with people and and stuff like that it's um that would have made this fucking awesome that would be great just a bunch of just a bunch of terminator mechs show up boom yeah while trying to farm <laughs> well trying to farm yeah um yeah it's a it's a, a, again i this is this is definitely something that's that's really more more me and more what i what i enjoy um i i again i i thought this was pretty good it's um like was said earlier i think it's definitely a nice maybe little lighter um lighter fare than what than what a lot of the like a lot of the other uve games are like like agricola caverna um that sort of stuff like they're good games don't get me wrong but man can they get a little um long in the tooth i i suppose is a is a way to put it like they they just kind of oof kind of drag on sometimes right yeah they can they 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 really really can and it's uh it's not it's not the best (laughs) sometimes sometimes you're just like man uh, especially again in some of the games where where you do get punished a little bit more um where like if you don't feed your workers or something they start to starve etc etc it's uh it's like well <laughs> shit now what um again uh like i man again again this is this is this was my choice and this is a game that i um that i that i enjoyed i think the art style is really fun um it's it's enjoyable to say the least uh 
it uh i like that the it, it's it's weird because there's a there's like kind of a they call it the bonus so to speak and you um and w- with the bonus you man if you don't if you don't have the vegetables to provide you just take the vegetables which is a little strange but i mean it works i suppose uh so there's like there's some in-depth there's a, some kind of deeper strategy there where it's like at what what turn do you just kind of go well you know like i know that i'm not gonna have carrots i know that i'm not gonna have enough carrots to to make this happen so i instead of focusing on carrots i'm just gonna focus on on getting the stuff ahead of the carrots and i'm gonna use my bonus to um to get the carrots that i that i need it's it's interesting i like it i like how how much man yeah like i I like how much nicer it is like how much mm, less taxing it is than um than some of his other games like agricola and like caverna or like feast for odin where you set up the board and there's like fucking tiles everywhere some of them look like tetris pieces everyone gets their own island and you're like all right you're gonna need a minute to digest this seriously yes absolutely 100 percent. or it's like the barrier to entry on this one is a lot lower which i think is a definite plus isn't that nice though isn't it nice just to be able to walk into it and just kind of be like okay you know is is this is this uh like a taxing game well yes of course absolutely it is but at the same time it's not it's not terrible <laughs> like it's not it's not terribly over the top like you know a rule book that reads like a like a George R R Martin novel um you know like it 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 was just nice it was approachable the art style is nice the mechanics are easy and understandable it plays in about an hour uh after you kind of learn it um there is a single player mode i'm not much of a single player gamer that's just not me but i mean that's a thing if you're if that's something that you might find yourself uh might find yourself interested in you could you could try playing it solo um Yes, like I, you know, just a just a good time, easily approachable. Which, um, I mean, like I guess that's something that that I like. I almost lean towards sometimes. Is some sometimes you just want a nice casual game about farming. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's a thing. It's definitely Uve's. Yeah, thing. I. <laughs> oh, for sure, it's Uve's oh, thing. Yeah. It. I like the fact. Like I'm in the same boat. I really like the fact that this is. Um, a little more, and I don't want to say dumbed down, but it's kind of, it's simplified in, in certain ways. And I really enjoy that about it because uh, getting into an Uwe Rosenberg game is definitely, um, I it's, it's intimidating for sure. Like you try to go into one of those games and there's so much stuff going on um, and so many pieces uh, to what's going on that you, you kind of almost feel like you, you just you almost feel like going into one of those games like you just can't do it, um, and I and I think that that's unfortunate, right? Um, for people that are um, on the on the more introductory side, right, and are and are kind of coming into um, coming into the uh, the hobby, um, or if you don't have that group of friends to push you into a game like this. Um, like for me, obviously it was really, it was fairly easy. Adam's obviously, you know, uh, a big proponent of, of Uwe style games. So it wasn't really much of an option, I guess, for me, <laughs> uh, to be introduced to games like this. But if you're, uh, you know, like if you're, if your group of friends is not there, um, then I think kind of stepping into that, into that genre is a lot harder, um, and it's a little more, like I said, intimidating. So I like the fact that this is kind of brought back a little bit. Um, and it's, and it's simplified a little bit. Like it's very classic, um, very classic Euro Uve style where there's 8,000 little pieces. Uh, you know, don't have children under the age of five anywhere near these bits. I mean, probably, you know, yeah, that age range probably should get expanded. But like, we're talking little bits that, you know, kids and dogs can eat really easily. Um, 
lots of little bits and pieces, lots of kind of little things going on, but not nearly as much as, uh, as usually you would kind of, um, get into. I really like the fact that there's that, um, compensation for, um, there's kind of, there's that kind of that compensation for being able to, to come up from the back. Right. Um, I think, Originally, I didn't really understand the reason why you would, uh, why you'd have somebody, um, you know, the last person to get to the square would be in front. At first, that really kind of blew my mind and I was, you know, I seemed really strange for me. Um, but I, the more I think about it, the more I realize that it's, it's kind of that, it's that prize for being able to, um, to move a, an exceptional number of spaces, right? So, um, if, if you can kind of overcome somebody, um, or almost come up from behind, I feel like that's kind of just like a, here's your prize for making it just that much, um, that much further. Because when you're moving your pieces around the, um, around the board and around the, uh, the scoring track, for lack of a better term, um, the person that's in front goes first. So, you know, if, if you're coming up, you're obviously you are behind them, right? And so it's, uh, I really kind of, I really enjoy that piece. I enjoy the fact that it's kind of, you know, just that added kudos to you piece. Um, Isn't that a neat also, mechanic? Like, it is. I yeah. really like that. And I really, like, it's taken me a lot, like I said, to really think about it and figure it out. But that's really what it comes down to, right? Is it's like, if you if you have the ability to move further in one turn than somebody else does, it's it's kind of their way of just being like, good job. Right. Um, and I, yeah, I think that's great. Uh, I like the fact that this game forces you to do things. Um, you can't, you can't choose to not do something. Um, if you, you land on a space and it says you have to seed twice, you have to seed twice. Like there's, there's no option. Um, if you have the vegetables in your, uh, in your stash, I don't know what you would call it. Stash sounds, there's a stash really simple word right. stash. Yeah. Okay. Stash. <laughs> if you, if you have the vegetables there, you can't just be like, mm, I want to take advantage of that, you know, that upper hand and I'm going to hold off this turn and, move myself that much further in the next round. You can't do that. Um, the game I think is built to say, if you have the goods right now, you have to use those goods right now. Um, and so there's a lot of those kinds of pieces that I just, I enjoy because it's very much, it's not just, you don't just get satisfaction from being the winner. You get satisfaction from, from other pieces as well. Right. So I mean, I lost I, probably quite horribly. I think I was a good probably five tables behind. Um, but you still kind of feel good about being able to to get those pieces in there and to be able to say, you know, like I I managed to kind of build my engine a little bit different and a little bit better this time around. And, and it kind of gives you, you know, like tips its hat to you. And I like that about this game. Um, and I think that that really does make it that much more accessible to the general audience. Yes, it's still not the easiest game. It still has little finicky bits here and there that you have to, you know, like Thomas said, we we're playing the game and all of a sudden it was like, oh, you can't do that. Shit. Um, I absolutely 100% did something, I think, twice that I wasn't supposed to do. And well, how dare when you? I figured it out. I figured it out, right? Like, how dare you? <laughs> I know. How dare I lose and do stuff, stuff I'm not supposed to do? Oh, Jesus, that's a bad sign. Um, not good. Not good. Not good. I know. I know. But I, I really want to play this game in person. Like, I think that this, um, for me, I think I'd process this game better. I think I'd do better at this game. Um, I found myself, especially in tabletop simulator, like constantly scrolling around, trying to read stuff and see where things are at. Um, and not being able to kind of see the bigger, the bigger picture was a little more difficult. Um, like I know that Adam and Justin, you guys play on desktops, so you guys have full-size screens. Um, Thomas, I don't know if you're on a laptop or you're on a desktop. Uh, I'm, um, I'm usually playing on my phone. 
Jesus nice. Christ. Jesus. <laughs> Lord help us. <laughs> uh, like, you're, you're playing on your phone while we're trying to play the game, right? Yes. Good God. Yes. I'm actually usually I'm, you I'm in the bathtub and I've got, I've got Steam Link going so I can play it on my, <laughs> on my phone. Jesus, that's wow. terrible, man. <laughs> I like it. You and Justin have the ability to do a lot of really dumb shit to each other if you're doing it on your phone. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> I think there's more fighting physically that goes on between you two on t- tabletop simulator than anything. <laughs> um, but no, like I'm on a laptop, so I'm on a, on a fairly small screen. Um, and so that it restricts me a lot more. Um, I think I feel like that restricts me more. Uh, maybe I'm just playing. Woe is me. I don't know. <laughs> this is my excuse for not being able to play well. <laughs> well, I mean, th- this one, it makes sense. This, yeah. This, this one was like, for a person who like as soon as you load the game you're kind of like shown this this gif this like revolving gif of like look at all these look at all these mods i've made or all these these tabletop sim things that i've done man if you're gonna put your shit out there like in somebody like right in somebody's face right as soon as they open it up your stuff better damn well be on point and this thing was pretty rough (laughs) like the scripting the scripting on it was not great um and i'm not gonna you know like i this is not my place to like call the guy out by name or anything like that but i mean it was it was pretty beat um this this particular mod not not one of the nicer ones we've played um but unfortunately this was really the only option there was this one and then there was there was i believe it's the same mod just translated to russian um that would have gone over well yeah yeah my russian's not very good so and that's and you know that's why we didn't end up playing that one weird right weird (laughs) yeah i just i don't know i i i think i look forward like none of us own this game adam and i have looked at it numerous times we've kind of poked at it true and you you really wonder how many different ways you can farm things like (laughs) i mean really like so many ways how many different farming games do you need um but i feel like this one's different enough that it it almost warrants a spot yeah i definitely am i'm I'm definitely more interested in picking this up now that i've had an opportunity to play it um yeah 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 you'd be stuck playing it with me sweetheart yeah i don't know how you feel about that watch out she cheats that's it i cheat and lose and he has (laughs) cheats and loses the best the best i think because we caught it so early in the game that i was all of a sudden i was like oh crap like i have to be really careful about what i can and can't do and then i just i was yeah i was up shit creek from the beginning let's be realistic that happens you know but i still had fun like that's i don't know and i say fun like it was still enjoyable yeah right like it's i mean we're not talking fun like i don't know i've had too many drinks on friday and i went and sat on a swing set spring break yeah like we're not talking that kind of fun like it was enjoyable and i sucked rear end at this game so Oh, hopefully that says something. When you said stash, I'm, I'm imagining now that this could easily be reskinned into a game where you're all a bunch of drug uh, drug dealers or drug Ooh, uh, yeah drug cookers. Eh? It, it could Imagine. be about the greenhouse <laughs> a uh, pot making in Canada. Completely legal. Completely legal. Exactly. All like the smaller greenhouses because you have to have better equipment for the more like uh, let's say robust drugs. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Ro- there you go. There you go. <laughs> more robust Get, drugs that that should oh be my. uh rosenberg's next uh next avenue into farming his next cash avenue crops. into farming is yeah that that's what so it could be called cash crops wow <laughs> T- tm 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 yeah no kidding Get your name on that, boys. Yeah, I'll eat my shoe if Uwe Rosenberg contacts us about making a game about drug making. Man, that'd be dope. <laughs> wow. Mm. Yes, mm. Yeah, there, there's the pun. Mm. Happy, happy to consult. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll take it. Don't get me wrong. I'll take right. it. Yeah, no. no, no yeah, no, yeah, no. for sure. 
<laughs> yeah, for me, like my my rating is on a keep or not keep scale. I mean, obviously, none of us own this, so that that starts to fall apart a little bit. But if uh, if you know, given the multitude of games that I have and my, I I I do like this game. I think it's good. I think I would recommend checking it out if you're interested in those types of games and you want something that's maybe a little bit more straightforward and maybe doesn't have to do with victory points and and that sort of thing. I think it's definitely worth uh, uh worth the time spent to check it out. Um, but for my personal taste, I don't think that I'd rush out and get this. Uh, it might change. That might change in the future if you know my kids are interested in these kinds of games and they're like daddy daddy i want to play caverna i'm like fuck no i don't have three hours to teach you caverna <laughs> like i'll get i'll go out and buy rakeholtz and see what uh see if what, that's a little bit easier to swallow um but like as it stands right now i don't think this is going to enter into my vast collection um but it is it is quite nice and i agree with everything with everything that was said um you know it's it's good i think it's worth a check out just uh just not for me really so uh debbie yeah so i am on a 5 point scale um hmm i'm going to i give this a 4 out of 5 i i feel like i might kind of up that a little bit if we like once we played in person. Um, and I, I only kind of knock it down or dock it a little bit just because I, I want to say it is a pretty heavily concentrated area of games. I'm trying to be a little more strict and a little less happy with my fives. It probably won't last very long, but I'm trying. Um, but yeah, if you get the opportunity to play, this is definitely is something that I think that kind of everybody Buddy, everybody that enjoys board games and everybody that's kind of, you know, in the hobby, whether you're, you know, six feet deep or just have your toes in, uh, I feel like this is a good game to try um, to kind of just see where it sits with you. Um, it is a little lighter of the version of that super heavy Euro, and I, I kind of enjoy that. It's a little shorter. It's not 1800 hours long um, of, I don't know living in a cave and having sheep and shit. Uh, <laughs> this one's a little faster. It's a little faster, a little easier to take. Um, and I enjoy that. So I don't know, maybe as I get older, my attention span is dropping. I don't know. Who knows? But Is that even um, possible? Well, <laughs> yes, I think it is. I do believe it is. Adam, you shut your pie hole. <laughs> Justin is a hundred times worse than me for the record. It's true. As he's off camera jingling some keys, like yeah, trying exactly. very hard not to, man. Trying very hard not to. <laughs> the guy sits on tabletop simulator on tabletop sim, freaking playing and clacking things together. Oh my Jesus. Can it's like I do. I do do it's that. It's so bad. It's just so much fun to play with the physics. Put something in your hand. Something that's not physically in the game that I have to listen to, <laughs> preferably. But no, nonetheless, like I said, four out of five. Um, I think everybody should kind of take the take the chance to play this game um, in, you know, like uh, board game cafes, things like that. If you're really into um, buying games used, passing them on things like that, buy it. I'm fairly certain you're going to find a fairly large community of people that love Euro games. Um, so I think it's not going to be that hard to come by. Um, yeah, so four out of five for sure. Might actually go up a little bit when we played in person. Uh, Justin? Hi. Uh, Hi. So I'm trying to keep mine similar to Tom. So uh, keep, not keep. Uh, I, I also don't own this, but uh, I, I don't know if I would pick it up either. Uh, not because of the game itself. Uh, I actually enjoyed this a lot more than I do most hard euros. Like um, I, I definitely enjoyed this more than something like Castles of Burgundy. Um, it had a nice level of difficulty without getting into convoluted victory points, and it had a nice sort of distillation of the worker placement. You just had the three workers the whole time, and it was kind of up to you to plan your path ahead. And with nothing being you know hidden or or secret or random it i think that's a nice 
a, a nice thing to have every once in a while because it lets you just, you know, look, all right, what what do I need in the seasons to come? Oh, man, I'm getting really short on, you know, tomatoes. I should get that big field and fill it up. And, you know, six turns, I'll be able to, like, get all the tomatoes I need for the next step, uh, next uh, next plate at the farmer's market. <laughs> so it was yeah, – and I, I, I appreciated that uh, because – it had it it didn't overstay its welcome like a nice 30 to 60 minute game you didn't feel like you had nothing to do when it wasn't your turn because there was a nice little tableau that you could see all the actions the downsides were some of them were very kind of lackluster and because you kind of know everything it does seem like there is a definitive like best place to put your guy at every single turn uh which could kind of sink its staying power with that being said uh i'm sure it would still take quite a few games to to you know learn all its secrets and uh let's face it most of us don't play most of our games more than a dozen times anyway um question for you sorry do you think that it would do you think the game would be better if you had to change over the cards uh, every round change what do you mean cards? like the all the like the places like the little the little stations uh oh like i don't where know you what put you your call workers them. down yeah where you put your workers like if you if those had to get randomized every not uh, necessarily every know. round but if if there were maybe like a tile or something you could slide in to kind of maybe change some of them so every game felt like a different puzzle that might help it but i don't know if having a random tiles every turn would help it i think then it would fall into the trap of a lot of kind of euro games that have random card card draws every round um so it, it feels like some of the things just don't feel as impactful as they could and so they just never get used and so it's kind of like why even have them there but um yeah that's just kind of my 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 critique but uh i i enjoyed this game it's not something i would buy because it's not something i would normally play but uh if you bought it uh, i'd I'd gladly come over and give it a try from time to time uh debbie and adam (laughs) uh uh so yeah it was uh i I surprisingly enjoyed it so if, if that sounds like something you like you know give it a shot uh i think it's a pretty good entry for sort of that euro farming style that apparently uh euro rosenberg's famous for uh without being convoluted and overly dry or long yeah, it was it was it was a fun uh, how about you there Adam? yeah i'm on a i'm on a 10 point scale like your standard standard 10 point scale um i liked this game i thought i thought it was good uh i enjoyed it i think i i like it because it's it is lighter than um it, it is lighter than than some of the other games that are out there some of the other like Uwe Rosenberg games, um, like Caverna, like, um, a feast for, well, something like Feast for Odin, Jesus Christ. Um, like some of these are just like they're they're just behemoths like they're just heavy 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 games and this one is way more approachable this is something that you can you can get people into without um without having it feel uh overly taxing or something like that it's i i definitely think it's it's worth the pickup i'm i'm almost certainly gonna be like looking for this one um used used if you find yeah, it used, yeah, I'd yeah. Be in I mean, for like it. you know, like if if a uh, if a copy happens to come up on like on the the local buy and sell kind of thing um, for board games, I mean, I I would definitely be interested in picking it up. Uh, I thought it, yeah, I thought I thought it played well. The time, like, it doesn't overstay its welcome, in my opinion. It like it, it's just nice, like, and it's casual, and it's casual, and man, I just a just a nice casual easygoing game is just great it's great did, did, did you do it did you do it oh, I had <laughs> no to- <laughs> I, I didn't give it a goddamn number i was sitting here getting lost in nostalgia about how much i liked the goddamn game and i forgot to give it a number um n- number wise like seven and a half out of ten um i tend to like my euros uh extra meaty uh, it is what Spicy. it is 
Yeah, like I don't know. I I like heavy. I you eat know. extra dry to everybody else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and yeah. that's yeah. This you're you're not wrong. Um, you know, I I I like really really heavy games. Um, and this one, this one, but but with that being said, this one is still incredible and is still very much worth playing. Any more facts for us, Justin? Uh, well, did you know that there are no McDonald's restaurants in Iceland? Oh, man, I love this place already. I was going to say, I feel like that's a good thing. They have only a single breed of horse in Iceland, and it has two additional gates compared to other breeds. Huh. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If, if you like this episode, uh, you can do us a favor and do the old like and subscribe five stars thing or, you know, just share it around. Uh, share this with somebody that you think might enjoy this. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can hit us up on Twitter at CGS podcast using email at collapsing game shelf at gmail.com. And if you want to find me on Twitter, you can at Team Rage Tom. Uh, Justin. Oh, hey. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, you can find me at Twitter. Uh, at don't trust Justin. Uh, you know, send me some more Icelandic facts or, uh, yeah, yeah, some, some board game knowledge. Hit me up with your favorite you Rosenberg game and, uh, let, let me know if I should try any other of the, any, any more of them. Patchwork. I, play Patchwork, man. It, well, God, please you don't gotta, play you Patrick. That on, you got to tell me that on Twitter. I, I, I'm, a I'm not tweeting you, Ben. <laughs> uh, how about you, Debbie? Uh, you can get me at, at Mrs. Wynn. That's at M-R-S-W-H-Y-N uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And like Tom said, you can get us at CGS Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we do like to hear from you guys. We want to know what you like, what you don't like. Um, if you think there's anything that we should try. Um, or if you think Justin's crazy and he needs to play more Uwe Rosenberg games, then, you know, let us know. But other than that, you know, we really do want to hear from you guys. Uh, we want to make this, um, you know, as helpful and useful as we can for everybody and, a little, you know, as fun and enjoyable too. So hit us up on Twitter. Um, otherwise, you can now listen to Adam and his not nearly as long novel. Yeah. Um, if you guys are looking to get a hold of me, you can catch me on all social medias at for the win. That's at F O R T H E W H Y N. Um, you can also catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash for the win. Um, I am live Wednesday through Sunday at various times. Come on into the channel and exclamation point schedule will give you my current schedule. Uh, on Wednesdays, you'll notice that it does say D and D beside it. And that's because we do Dungeons and Dragons things. So, so this uh, you'll find us on uh, twitch.tv slash adventures tabletop doing some D&D every uh, Wednesday. That's myself and Tom. Um, yeah, come come check us out. Come hang with us. Um, Tom plays a really interesting crotchety old uh, crotchety old <laughs> warlock. <laughs> Go figure, right? Not, not too much different <laughs> hey. from how I am in real life. Hey, oh. there it is. Um, <laughs> But yeah, come say hi to us. Um, yeah, yeah, it'll be great. It'll be awesome. It'll be awesome. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. We'll be back at you next week with something fun. Bye. 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 Bye.